0: Welcome to episode 143 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name's Trent. Jason's here with me as always. And this week we've got Doxy. Yes. We've got both Tom King and Kevin Bunch, original members, and of course, current members of this reformation of Doxy. Exactly. If you're from the Oklahoma area, you've probably seen the name. We'll talk more about that here in a bit. I'm going to play some music from him as well. going to talk about some... Other great stuff, Jackal, Reliance Code, but of course, right up front, we've lost another one.
1: I know. This is a, this, I mean, it all hurts, but this one hurts.
0: Yeah, it's one of those, what do you, you could say this about anyone, but it's just one of those ones you take for granted, you don't really think you're going to wake up tomorrow and Tom Petty's not going to be here. Yeah. You just, it's just one of those people that's always there and it's just good, you know? I know. I mean,
1: you know, I, I, I don't even know. It, it kind of like what you said. I mean, this this wasn't a guy that was, you know, uh, a notorious partier or lived on the edge. He was never in the death pools or anything, you know. And so, it's just uh, it's sad and it's a shock. And you know, this guy's music, you know, spanned over a few generations, and uh, sad to see it go. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, when you, yeah, you just touched on spanned over a few generations. A lot of, a lot of classic rock artists do that, but his, he was different because.
1: And that, and that to me is, it's pretty telling because, uh, you know, um, God, I've I've already told this uh, little anecdote on social media, but, you know, coming up, uh, you know, in playing in Zen Hipster around Tulsa. Um, we all had, you know, different tastes in music and bands and, um, but Tom Petty was one of the ones that we all loved. And I, I was not a fan of being in a cover band, you know, when we started doing covers, um, that wasn't something I enjoyed doing, but we all loved Tom Petty and we all wanted to do a few Tom Petty songs. So that was one of the, you know, the highlights of the set was when a Tom Petty song would come up. And and I think that that just shows that, you know, he had a... Of course, he was steeped in classic rock because that was his generation. That was when he came up. and But, you know, in the 80s, he did all that stuff that was relevant. And even, you know, in the 90s, when it really got crazy, you know... I mean, it didn't matter. You know, the people that loved the harder stuff still liked him. Alternative kids loved him. I mean, his, his stuff really cut through all that bullshit. And, um, you know, you got to think too, uh, you know, MTV took a lot of dumps over the years. And when they, and, and until they really, really took a dump, probably like the final nail was probably what in the late nineties, early two thousands, they still played his stuff. Um, because he was just so... He still was so relevant, and that didn't happen a lot with those guys from the 70s. Yeah. Um, And, you know, and, and that's really... It's thanks to smarts and the songwriting. and uh,
0: Yeah, that's what I wanted to kind of point out, because you think of all those bands that people like, like the Rolling Stones or, you know, anyone. The Beatles, just someone that was mm-hmm. huge and still huge, but... There was a generation gap. Yeah, you just had to be in that stuff as a younger kid, but there was very few like Eric Smith or Tom Petty where they had that. Just kept continuing, like you said in the '90s. You know, Tom Petty's just straight up rock and roll, and you know you would hear "Mary Jane's Last Dance" or "It's Good to Be King" right after yeah. "Inner Sandman" and before "Smells Like Teen Spirit." E- exactly. You know, and it just it went with it, it all, it, and everybody liked exactly. it. Exactly, and
1: and th- that's what tells you something, you know. It really does. I mean, and it, 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 it. it's like Tom Petty could have went, he, he could have put on a show anywhere and did just shit from the 90s and people would have been cool with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, really, I mean, who, other than Aerosmith, who has that power, really? Right. Um, so, there you go. I mean, I think uh, one record that really stood out for me was Echo from 99, um, you know, Rhino Skin. I played that song over and over and over. Um. So, yeah, I mean, this just sucks, and, you know, it's like, we, we know these guys are getting older, and we know this stuff is going to start happening, but it doesn't mean it has to be easy, you know, and it's, so, it's not, and it's real sad.
0: Right. But, yeah, I mean, he's, from the beginning, cleared it, I mean, even now, like the Hypnotic Eye um Yeah. You know, I got that for free when I went to the, you know, when I bought the ticket to the... Seen playing Tulsa. Yeah. And they did one of those things where everybody bought a ticket, got the album. And just like everything previous, it was great. You know, I mean, American plan, part B fault lines. And there's very few artists in any category or any genre of music that could claim. I never wrote a a subpar song. And I think Tom Petty is probably one of the few that probably could say that yeah, or could have said that because it's like, even if you're listening to an album, you're not you're only familiar with the singles, you're not going to hear a song and think, well, that sucks. It's because, like you said, songwriting, the guy was great. Yeah. And whether it was with the Heartbreakers, which was most his career, or the few albums he did on his own, mm-hmm. you know, like Full Moon Fever and with You're So Bad yeah. and, of course, Free Falling and Running Down a Dream and... Then Wildflowers, you know that album was packed with radio hits, and yeah, that well, was later. That was the mid nineties. After
1: exactly, that's what, that's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I was saying earlier. I mean, yeah, this guy, you know, he never. There was never a nostalgia thing going on.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, there was never one of those. Man, I'm just an old rocker kind of things going on with this guy. <laughs> right? There just never was, and it. And I think that's a testament to, you know, his songs and and what he pulled off.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely one of the. Greatest of all time. Oh man, for sure. Something a little more positive. Okay. As we made the trip over to Fort Smith, Arkansas this past weekend. We sure did. Because Jackal was playing the sound room. And as an added bonus for us, yes. Reliance Code was on the bill as well. Our pals and reliance code, for sure. And so just getting right into it, Reliance Code kicked this thing off. It was just them and Jackal, mm-hmm. which was just a great, nice Tightly, yes. tightly action-packed night. That's right. With That's two right. great bands.
1: They they, they they didn't go too overboard or anything.
0: Yeah, and we've said it before, and we'll say it again. The sound room is a re- just a really cool venue. You know, I was really bummed when the previous venue shut down. I'm glad someone reopened it here in the past year or so, and they're bringing in a lot of great bands. And they've had Reliance Code on a few of these bills, and I think they're opening for Texas CP Coalition there later this month. Yeah. So, it was very cool to see Reliance Code. This was their first show with only one guitar. Mm-hmm. For those you don't know, one of their guitarists, Cody Peebles, left recently, and they are now in a search for a guitarist. So, if you're a guitarist and you're like serious about this, hit these guys up. They've already started auditioning guys, and they're going to continue here in the next couple months. So, yeah, I get on that. Yeah, and as far as Having seen them many times with two guitars, now seeing with one, obviously if someone had seen it, you know you could hear a difference. Obviously under the solos, but it's not there wasn't a detriment to anything. They could pull this off as a four piece if they wanted to.
1: Yeah, definitely. It was still rounded out. There were still solos. I mean, um, and that's the the level these guys are at. You know, they're pros. So, you know, throw a hiccup or two at them, they can handle it. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Their album's great. They played a good chunk of those songs and they even played a new song. So excited to see what they do with that if they start recording here in this coming year again With once they get the new guitarist or have they plan to move ahead. And they've got a lot of gigs coming up as well, so look them up. Reliance Code on Facebook and follow these guys and keep up to date with them. They're a great kick-ass band out of Oklahoma. Well, Jackal... Finalize the night. I mean, as they do. What What do you say? Yeah, if you listen to our Rocklahoma review episode, which is the last time the two of us saw Jackal live. Yeah, you heard us kind of gush a little much, and that's what we do if it's something we like. And of course, yeah, Jackal's one of those bands where if you haven't seen them live, you're doing yourself a major disservice. Yeah, and if you have, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get. A fucking rock and roll show that is a level above most people.
1: To, to the first order. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just the bottom
0: line. Yeah. <laughs> so, first thing first, this was, well, I saw him in Oklahoma City about two or three years ago in a headline show. But it seems like more often than not when I'm seeing him, it's been at festivals over the last decade or so. Yeah. But we've both seen headline shows here and there. So it's great when you get to see one of these because you get a longer set list, of course. Yeah. And I noticed they played When Will It Rain, which isn't in a lot of their shorter sets. Yeah. Same with Push Comes to Shove. That was Secret of the Bottle, of yeah. course. Which I know is one of your favorites.
1: Definitely. Um yeah, when Push Comes to Shove, I was so glad to hear that. I, I love that's my favorite Jackal record is you know, the second record. Um anything from that record is always welcome. Um, and they play Seeker of the Bottle most of the time. I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> but to hear push comes to Show, that was amazing. And uh, you know, it, it that's it's just the kind of rock and roll show that makes you feel good. I mean, you, you don't need you don't need any anything else except for a show like that. I mean, it was just it was how it should be done, really.
0: Yeah and it's another band that doesn't really this jackal is a prime example of a band that could rest on their laurels. Oh
1: yeah, definitely.
0: They could go out there and play 12 songs and 10 of them could be from the first album and mm-hmm. two from the second album and most people aren't going to cry about it besides yeah. like someone like us who's a you know, a fanboy or yeah. something. But they don't. Yeah. You know, they of course play a good chunk of those songs from that first album, but then they they spatter in all these songs from the last several albums and mm-hmm. they not just an album every six or seven years. These guys have put out what three or four albums in the past ten years, yeah. four, I think. Yeah. And they played several of those songs.
1: Yeah. We got Screwdriver, you know, we got uh Rally. Yeah, Rally. Encore. I mean Encore. On yeah, Encore. And and the thing is, is you know, they're at a point now where their their following is such that People want to hear those songs. Yeah. They don't have to play the first album anymore. And that's it, it, and that's not saying anything bad because we all love that first album. But, you know, there's so much more they can play and people want to hear it. And so, you know, to see, him, to see him do a whole hour and a half set, I mean, that was just awesome. I mean, it was so much more wide open and, you know, it, it just positive and happy and kick-ass and all that cool <laughs> shit. I mean, really.
0: Well, which is cool. They can do that as well, like you said, because a lot of people don't have that second win, basically, exactly. of their career. Exactly. Where people kind of pay attention to what's going on. Like, My Moonshine Kicks Your Cocaine's Ass yeah. is like a oh, man. a set staple now. Yeah, I mean, you can't not
1: play that song. Yeah. And if you don't know that song, then you need to turn this off right now and and go listen to that song.
0: And then come back. And then come back, obviously.
1: <laughs> but I'm, I'm telling you.
0: I and mean, of course... One of your favorite songs of all time.
1: Just because I'm drunk don't mean you're right. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> so, I mean, and to hear that, that was awesome. I mean, come on. That's one of the best songs ever written in the face of the earth. It is. So, I mean, try to write a try to write a better song. You're not going to do it.
0: <laughs> right. And we're standing there the whole time right in front of Jeff Morley. So it was like...
1: And he's your spirit animal. Yeah. We all know this. You've said that
0: before. As I've been quoted of saying... <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, and another thing to point out, like we have before, this is another one of those bands, like we mentioned with Sons of Texas or Battlecross, whoever, that is extremely fan-friendly. Yes. Like, pretty much every show I've ever been to, even festivals, they'll go and to the merch booth after the show, all four of them, and meet everybody. Yep. Sign autographs, take pictures, all shake in, all that great stuff. Yeah, we
1: got to meet them. They're great. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. And I'll just say it. I brought the Thin Underground shirt to give to Jesse, and he pointed out that, you know, thanks. He remembered the yeah, remember this interview. He remembered yeah, which was even, insane. Even Roman Glick mentioned, I've got a, I saved a copy of that, and I was like, am
1: hey, I mean, seriously, Cloud9.
0: A guy from Jackal slash Brother and Kane. And Brother Kane.
1: Holy fuck. Saved a copy of your podcast. Uh, How about that? That's awesome. <laughs> I, I can die a happy man now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And Tracy got to touch Jesse James Dupree and Chris Worley, so she was super stoked, I guess. As women seem to be. Yes. Yeah, well, definitely. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, yeah, to reiterate, see Jack alive anytime you can. Mm-hmm. They're not one of those bands, like we've mentioned just now, that plays the same set every show. So you get a good mixture of stuff when you go yep. see them. And every time's a freaking... Jackal Family Union.
1: That's right. Jackal Stock 2017. Hell yeah. If you don't come away smiling from a Jackal show, then you need your head examined. There's something wrong with
0: you. <laughs> right? That's the that's the final word pretty much on that. Exactly. <laughs> well, let's get into this Doxy talk. Let's just, before we do it, let's play the music. This is a brand new song from do- Doxy's brand new album called Freak Show, and this song is called Karma. His brand new album, Freak Show, which should be out soon. You'll hear more about that here in a bit. Yes. But that song is a great example of what these guys are doing. Kick-ass fucking heavy metal with melodic guitars and kick-ass vocals, pretty much. I mean, this vocals are the kind of like, if I was a singer, this is one of those voices that I would like to have, you know, where That's it's like, awesome, it's melodic and a little rough around the edges but extremely amazing at the same time. And yeah. Uh,
1: it, you know, it's melodic metal. just fantastically done. The recording is amazing, uh, and which is no surprise. Valcor sounds, sounds uh, with Hank, and, you know, that guy's awesome. Um, but, I mean, it just sounds awesome, and the guitars are just, I mean, it, the guitars are like shark bites. They really are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's such a joy to listen to this whole record. And I can't wait for everyone to hear
0: it. Yeah. You can hear most of these songs right now on their Reverb Nation page. Mm-hmm. I think you might can buy them too. But they are putting out the full album here soon. So be on the lookout for that. It's also got what we talk about here in a bit. There's a instrumental song, which is a tribute to John yes. Halata. Yeah. Which is another very cool thing. John Halata, of course, of Scream Red Mutiny. Who we lost at the end of, last, at the end of 2016. So... We're gonna look out for that as well check that song out a whole lot of love definitely oh well, yeah I mean should we just get into this
1: yeah I mean uh, let's roll it and we'll find all this stuff out
0: all right we got Kevin Bunch and Tom King doxy.
2: iTunes and stuff on. Yeah. Eventually. He does all that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you saw how I did with the phone. Compu-
1: uh, world. T- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds great. Thank and you. The guitars are insane. Yeah. Uh, where'd you guys do it at and well, record it and
2: stuff like that? We recorded Valcor. Oh, Broken okay. Arrow, Hank. Yeah. Hank, yeah. yeah. And uh, the thing is that we, we're such a live band. Mm mm-hmm that we went in and did everything live basically we recorded that whole album and had it mixed in 14 hours wow wow <laughs> that's, yeah, it was, that, it that's was what unreal. we said too and Hank's like wow I can't <laughs> believe you guys
3: did yeah. 9 songs yeah and we just kicked them out and then he he sang the whole album and just song after song after song he didn't stop I only think he had to correct maybe a couple things yeah so. yeah, yeah my crazy. timing was off so it was just like over a weekend or...
1: Yeah, yeah basically. basically.
3: Yeah. yeah, it was like three days.
1: Nice, nice. Well, you guys did a great job. Thanks, I just man. knew yesterday's sure. work. It was really good. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So how many takes you're saying? If you did it all live, was it
2: all the Bad- bad-wise all... Yeah, everything was... We did everything live. And actually, we used a couple of live tracks on the vocals. Okay, But I went back and sang the whole album again like Tom said, and it, but I didn't stop. I just said roll tape, and we just went through it. Oh, non stop. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, well, because we're such a live band, and we want to try to capture that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when you go in the studio and you pretty everything up, and mm-hmm. you layer all this stuff, live it's kind of a disappointment. So yeah. we wanted to go in and say, okay, here's what we do, mm-hmm. and this is what we're going to sound like when you come see us. Yeah.
3: So. The only song that was kind of tough was the ballad, but oh, that's true. it was just really a little at the beginning but other than that it was all live yeah yeah. now Hank now Hank
2: went in and we wrote the strings parts but Hank went in and played it for us gotcha okay. so we, yeah. we arranged everything and uh, that's the only thing I would love to do something like that live one day mm-hmm. with some live stream oh, that yeah. would be awesome yeah <laughs> that'd be quite an undertaking yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome
3: get everybody to to learn it <laughs> It was kind of funny that Hank, when
2: we went in and said we want strings, he was going, "Well, what do you want?" And we started saying parts and add this and add this, and he's like, "Oh, okay." We're cool. like humming the parts, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, we don't play. I mean, <laughs> I don't play keyboards.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you mentioned you guys arranged it and you did a lot of it live. Like, how much input did he have? Did he just was he there just to record, or did he have input and stuff for you guys too? or was everything already completely written composed besides the string
3: Oh so, yeah everything yeah. was written before mm-hmm. we even yeah. went into the studio and then we me and Kevin produced it We you know the little different effects of different things in the songs I mean we we wrote most of it so and as a band we we wrote all the songs together so pretty pretty collaborative thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. cuz
2: I I don't write drum parts. Yeah, and I yeah. don't write leads. I can su- suggest some stuff, uh-huh. but uh, same with the vocals. They you know I I try different melodies, and they're like, I will try this. Like, oh, that's cool. And I don't
3: really write r- words. Yeah, <laughs> I let yeah. him write the words. So, <laughs> I, I you know like our song right I mean the way I write, I like come up with a premise of a song, you know, the idea of the song. I haven't wrote any music yet, and then. Go from there, Mm -hmm. you know. That's kind of how I do it anyway. We
2: did go out and talk to Hank um, a couple of weekends before because we've never been out there. Mm -hmm. So we kind of went out and fielded him out about how we wanted to do things. And, Mm I mean, he was a brother from another mother because, I mean, we were all (laughs) on the same page. yeah And... That experience of recording was probably one of the best I've ever had. Really? Yeah, it was fun. It was Yeah, it was fun. a lot of fun. We went in and we knew what we wanted to do, but we there was no pressure on anybody, you know, cuz we wanted to really make it count. So, and we were all comfortable with the songs because we had really, you know, written them and played them several times. So, we didn't vary away from that much. Um but like the lead parts, I mean, some of the, those that Ryan did was off the cuff, mm-hmm. which those are the best ones, I think. Yeah, you know? yeah.
1: I well, I kind of, I kind of picked up on that on you know on his solos because sometimes he just, just it's so raw, you know. So uh, yeah, I was impressed. Cool. <clears throat> yeah, he's a heck of a guitar player. Yeah. Man,
0: yeah I was, well, do You guys were. Oh, sorry.
1: Well, I was. I was just saying. Um, you know. I, not much to ask about it, but kind of go into a whole lot of love and, you know, just kind of how you decided to make that. I mean, that was an instrumental, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of noise going on at work when I heard that, but I'm like, I think that's an instrumental and stuff. So
2: talk, just kind of talk about that song a little bit. Well, Ryan, he, in the environments he'd been in before, he didn't have a whole lot of uh, freedom. Mm-hmm. So we were talking, and he had this uh, lick that he had for the instrumental, that opening lick. He goes, I'd really like to do this. Okay. So Tom and Ryan just jammed on it and messed around <laughs> with it. And uh, he was like, You guys are going to let me put an instrumental on the album? I'm like, yeah. Why not? Yeah, why not? You know, <laughs> it gives me a break. I can go get a drink or whatever, you know. Uh, but, and, The John Halata thing, Ryan was pretty close to him. Okay. And he goes, do you mind if I make this a tribute song? It's like, no, dude, that's that's perfect, you know? Um, But we do it live. We do everything live. Uh, The last gig, we played the whole album live. Okay. So uh, (laughs) that was great. I was
3: really surprised. I was like, I don't know how instrumentals would go over live, but the first time we played it, it was like, I had several people come up to me. It's like, man, that instrumental you guys did was awesome. I was like, oh, cool. You know, usually people at a you know a bar, or a club, mm-hmm. or a show, they don't want to hear an instrumental. Yeah. But I was really surprised. Yeah. It was really good. Kind of scared of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need you anymore, man. We don't man. need you anymore, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, that that was um, strictly. Um, Ryan's baby he um, yeah. wanted to do something for that and he, like I said he couldn't believe that he was doing an instrumental I was mm-hmm. like yeah man why not you know yeah. yeah that's great something to showcase your talent I mean he does anyway <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that and just the way it turned out it was very tasteful and very um, uh, poignant the way he did his stuff definitely yeah
0: well speaking of Ryan you guys have been doing this for quite a while what's it like Remember. to have <laughs> What's it like to have a younger guy in the mix like that? What's he bring to the fold? To Is it like energy or anything to
2: reinvigorate you guys? Mm, yeah. We we saw Ryan from another band. And we had approached him before and he was committed to another band. So when the opportunity came up, he came out and tried it out. And it's like, this guy is fire, man. So Tom and myself, we were excited anyway. couldn't, All along, we've been writing all along. I mean, we've had a couple of projects that never panned out, but we had some songs under our belt that we'd written. And uh, then we had a drummer situation come up, and then Ryan knew Mikey, and talk about a beast. (laughs) Wow. Mm -hmm. And uh, so those two guys are familiar with what they've done together, and then we're familiar so it works well mm-hmm. because Ryan kind of knows how Mikey's going to go, and Tom and I, I can look at Tom live or something, you know, because we played together for so long. You know, we kind of know when we're making a face, what we're doing wrong or doing right. So, uh, you see me making faces, like you know, doing wrong. Yeah. yeah, it's either me or him. <laughs> but yeah, he brought he brought it another uh, level uh, because as far as the guitar playing he's different than anything that we've done before we had more of a blues player you know Ryan's more just in your Technical. face and ripping the neck off so it's like <laughs> wow so and it, it brings in another aspect that we haven't done before so.
0: well you guys how how long were you guys not doing doxing
3: um,
2: too long yeah <laughs> uh was it 93, 94, that we broke up?
3: And I don't say we broke up. We we, no, just, we just, just kind went, of went our separate yeah, went ways. Our separate
2: ways. Um, and then Tom and myself started writing again. And then we had a band with um, another hotshot guitar player, and um, but he was really young, and. We were riding with Sid, too. Yeah, Sid. Oh, we played with He was okay, our drummer. Yeah. Okay. And then he had a hand injury, so that kind of knocked that out of the way. Yeah, we had,
0: we had him on here way back, and I remember him talking. Was that right? the first thing he did after Overkill?
2: Because yeah. he talked Pretty about it yeah. Yeah. With a hand injury and it had to yeah. stop. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And it was some heavy stuff. It was yeah. stuff that we hadn't been down that road, <laughs> which was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then he got the hand injury, and then we we kind of just got back together and did some writing and some recording. And uh, what happened was to get us back in it, the streets gone wild thing came up. Okay. And they said, "Hey, you guys want to play?" Oh yeah, we do. So (laughs) uh, you know,
3: yes, yes. Let me think about it. Okay.
2: (laughs) But then we then we uh, started writing again. The juices started flowing. It's like, man, you don't know how much you miss it. Yeah. yeah. You know, until yeah. you start doing it again. Yeah. Was
0: it someone with Streets Gone Wild that knew you guys from back then? Or? Yeah, I,
2: I knew uh, the
3: promoter and the okay. owner of the IDL. Oh, okay.
2: So, so. But it was kind
3: of a freak. Yeah, thing. we were. <laughs> I mean, well, was, we were surprised we got it, yeah. to be honest with you, because we haven't played out in so long. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think that kind of pissed off a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> we, we were <laughs> like. We thrive on that, though. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, all right, let's do it.
2: <laughs> that, that does make the fire burn a little brighter.
1: Yeah. Well, was that what got you guys back together, or were you guys together and then you decided, or was it Streets Gone Wild that you know, okay, now we're gonna do this. We got to go get other members, and we got to,
2: or was it all together for that? Uh, we were playing together, writing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then when the show happened, it's like, wow, we yeah. need to make a CD and get this going again. <laughs> and everybody's like, well, you need to change your name. It's like, no. You know, good or bad or whatever reputation we have, mm-hmm. it's still us. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I would rather bring the baggage with me because at least I've got a history. <laughs> you know, and, and people know who we are. Yeah, yeah. And especially good or for that bad.
1: festival, that's going to work. You know, perfect for all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah
3: Being the '80s yeah. festival, we were, we were really stoked about getting that show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah that was one of the best weekends of my life. Just oh, side man. note. <laughs> right? oh, I it know was it was fucking awesome. It was so oh, much. Fun. My 40th birthday. Oh, yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> oh,
2: and a lot of those bands is like they never missed a beat. I know, I know man. I know. Really? It was great. It was phenomenal. <laughs> They need more like that here in town yeah and the response was pretty good yeah I mean well
1: they're, they're doing it next year I guess I so. so that's so. they're hoping to anyway so yeah
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully we'll get back on it yeah hopefully <laughs> we will <laughs> <laughs> but we've we've done some opening since then we did we opened for uh, Tracy Guns and um and pussycat winger 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 yeah the winger show was cool yeah, yeah we were at that one. yeah we oh, we're at the
0: Tracy Guns one too
3: Oh, you were, were. weren't we? Yeah, yeah.
2: And see, Winger—they didn't miss a beat, man. God, God, they were—they
1: were insane.
2: Red Beach is a monster. We
3: both missed out on a great show.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. First thing I asked him though, I said, "You still playing with White Snake?" (laughs) He goes, "Yeah." (laughs) Nice. But yeah, they—they were phenomenal too. Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, playing out the last couple years here in town. What are the big any big differences you notice from when you did it twenty five years ago? <laughs> <Yeah. now? laughs>
3: well, downtown's like it was a ghost town back in the nineties. It yeah. was dangerous to be downtown, and now it's like you know it's like festival every weekend. And yeah, it's just a great place to be. That's that's the one of the big differences. And then I noticed there is a lot of cover bands. I mean, I ain't got nothing against cover bands. We used to do it a few, you know, a little bit. Yeah, a few. Yeah. But, I don't know. It just seems like there's less original now. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It seems like the cover bands are getting all the big shows. and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I just don't understand why. But. Well, what's funny, too, is there's not as many venues. You know,
2: before there was like eight or nine clubs mm-hmm. now there's not any. Yeah. I mean, there's a few mm-hmm. and they bring our bigger bands in now than they used to. Yeah. But back when we did it, we were hauling all this equipment around and lights and, <laughs> uh, and now you don't have to do that. And it's like, man, that Just show 80. up. Yeah. Because yeah. we were killing ourselves hauling all
3: that PA. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Thousands of pounds. Yeah.
2: <laughs> getting people to just try to help you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, it has changed a little bit um, like I said the venues are not as um, open but they are open to more original music than they were mm. back then which is what's funny is the cover bands are everywhere now and la- when we played before it was all cover bands and the original but now, the original bands are few and far between yeah. which is odd because back then they were really a lot of and nobody had a place to play because they didn't really accept our, our original stuff back yeah. then right but we bucked the system back then too we still <laughs> played original yeah <laughs>
0: did you guys open up for bands any big bands back then oh yeah Slaughter oh,
2: yeah. and uh <laughs> we went to Arkansas and Slaughter and Bullet Boys and uh Babylon AD, King Zax. Yeah, King Um Four nice. horsemen. Oh yeah! They wow. were Awesome. Those guys rock. is my guys. business, and yeah. business is good, man. Yeah. I forgot about them. Oh yeah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was funny is we went. It was in Samurai Saki House in Oklahoma City. Oh yeah. Oh, that okay. Was, <laughs> that was a cool place. I don't even still around. I got okay. to play there once. Yeah, I remember that? Yeah. yeah. And uh, they come walking in, and it's like. Well, yeah, Frank Starr. Really, oh, yes. because I didn't know they, who we were playing with, mm-hmm. and uh they had just bought a bunch of David Lee Roth's equipment. I guess after the Skyscraper album, yeah. one. And you now they're coming carrying all this David Lee Roth stuff in. It's like, no way, Roth's not playing. You're <laughs> <laughs> no like sushi, guy. yeah. yeah. They and they, like they were sushi. like, uh, "Well, we just bought all this equipment." It's like, ah, you're scaring mm-hmm. me. I was like, I can't keep up with that guy, but. um they were really cool, and they were touring with uh, the Bullet Boys, and they took a break and came down did that, but they were, that was a great show. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Dimwit, he, he, the drummer sat on a uh, uh, five-gallon bucket. Really? Paint bucket. That was his drum's <laughs> drum. His name is yeah. Dimwit.
3: Oh, <laughs> my God.
2: <Yeah. laughs> he was being, I was, you was not want to that see thing. that happen no. on the board, No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a cool show. I mean, I think a lot of those guys have passed now, though. Wow. I think Freight star has gone, and, and Dimwit's gone, and I think there's another one that's gone. Wow. Yeah. Four Horsemen. Yeah, that was a great band.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, going way back, before Doxy, what were you guys doing? Or was this your first? I know
2: you were in Beast, is what yeah. Scott had told me. Yeah, I was in a band called <laughs> Beast, yeah. Now, that's a story. <laughs> we, I was from Sepulpa. And we wore the heavy makeup, uh, kind of Kissy esque, and we played the name up. Beast. It wasn't the Beast. It was Beast, but we still had that connotation. Mm-hmm. So we were getting a lot of press from that.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, we were. We were actually sermons in a couple of churches here in town, and I got death threats. And <laughs> seriously, I still have them. I have stacks and stacks. Of people, <laughs> I know it's crazy. Yeah. But you got to remember, this is early '80s. Yeah. Right. So um, we were doing that, and but we were put on our own shows. We didn't, you know, play clubs. If we did, it was like one or two. But we went out and did our own show. We rented places and put it on big extravaganzas. You know, we not make you, any money, but where would you do it at? Oh, like Creek like like County Fairgrounds, oh, okay. and we'd rent buildings, and uh, sometimes we'd get. Uh, Sponsors like mad, we did some stuff for Mad one time and we tried to play the fair, but they thought that we were a little uh, extreme that it was a it was a uh, no drug festival and it's like we would, would like to play that yeah, you know well, you guys don't look the part well, <laughs> I think they'll probably listen to us yeah, yeah. you know but we that. stuff like that we didn't get in the door mm-hmm. because of that, but then that's how I met Tom. Okay. He was in a rival band, and they were at a studio, and his friend said, come on down and play, do some backgrounds. Said, okay. So Tom was in there playing, and who knew that we would have been playing together? Yeah. Because yeah. he was in another band, I was in another band. Well, how,
1: how does it feel to know that you were part of uh, some sermons on Sunday morning?
2: <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thrive on it. it. Yeah. It, it and there was actually a video on YouTube that we did um, for Metal Blade Records. And back then, videos were not a big thing. Mm-hmm. So they were testing the waters. Well, we were going to be on the Metal Blade compilation. We got the confirmation letter and everything. And Lizzie Borden's um, Murderous Roadshow tape didn't sell that well, so they scrapped the project. Really? But you can see
3: it on YouTube. And actually, wow. on the
2: run... Is a song I wrote and we still do that. We still do it's it. A yeah. Totally different
3: arrangement. Really? Wow. It's a little yeah. faster now. Yeah, it's yeah, a little faster. Yeah.
2: We looked really heavy, but we weren't that heavy. We were just, we were just scary. <laughs> just looked scary. <laughs> and that was the whole point. We wanted to scare people. <laughs> yeah. But they banned us from Sepulpa. We got banned from Drum Right and got banned from Sepulpa. Sepulpa Fest, we used to play that down there. Yeah. And we'd have like four or 5,000 kids down there. Because that, it's really that was them. one of our points <laughs> here what, what, yeah, what happened with all that <laughs> uh, they just uh, the town got together and said these guys are the devil and they're yeah. making our kids <laughs> do crazy stuff <laughs> it's like we're no. warping no. minds yeah. <laughs> yeah because we were popular you yeah. know and um, they hired a country band and we did a protest and the first you know I I kind of gear my mouth for what audience I have yeah if I'm doing there's a lot of kids yeah there's no reason for me to you know that's how I speak but I can tone myself down Mm -hmm. well the first thing the country band did was start Customer with microphones. Oh, man. <laughs> and I was going, Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun.
3: Have so, fun for each other. Yeah, thank
2: you. Crossing <laughs> the youth. Yeah, <laughs> what you wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's drinking whiskey. And yeah. <laughs> th- Five year old. Um, What's yeah. funny is, after that, the festival yeah. went defunct. Yeah. That'll so that was yeah, little, yeah. Karma. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's why we wrote the song Karma on the new album. <laughs> there you go which by the way is my third song thank you of Thanks. those nine songs thank <laughs> you that's our opening number alright nice <laughs> nice and actually that was probably the first one
3: yeah that we got we wrote with we Ryan wrote. and mm-hmm. and uh, Mikey
2: mm-hmm. okay cause Car- Carmel was we wrote that one and like Rise Up mm-hmm. on the album yeah That's another one that Ryan had the opening lick and was like, "Nobody's ever let me use it." It's like, "Yeah, try it, man." (laughs) You know, we see what we can do. Yeah, we're we're willing to try anything once, just to say that we tried it. Yeah, because there's nothing more frustrating to me than if I come in with an idea and these guys go, "It'll never work." Well, how do you know? Yeah. So, because I've been down that road, you know, being in the business a long time, you. Experienced a lot of stuff, and I'm sure Tom has too. But so we're willing to try anything once. I mean, you you know.
3: Yeah, I'm open to any idea you have. You know, if if we're writing, so
2: we won't be doing any spy scroll covers or anything like that. We're we're willing to try anything, just about. You know. Well,
1: do you do you need to hear the music before you do the words, or do you have just like a notebook of words that you or lyrics that you've always had, or?
2: I have some like that yeah but like uh, say monster okay um, Tom came in with that idea now the idea he had I kind of turned it around but he came in and said uh, let's write this song I got this music let's write this song about a love affair that's toxic mm-hmm. well I tried that but when I hear the music, I try to go what makes me feel yeah so I said hey I have this monster song but what I've done is I've taken it where the love affair has become the monster and is consuming both parties involved where they can't control it Mm. instead of going to uh, a more toxic you know bad situation which worked and Tom loved it too so and it's a ballad well, you can see I'm getting used Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ballads, I love doing ballads yeah. because it gives me a chance to sing. Cause, but I'm not really, I don't consider myself a singer. Yeah. I'm a front man. I'm not a Jeff Tate. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm yeah. a David Lee Roth or a Jim <laughs> Dandy or something like that. Yeah. You, know I mean? you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'll be out there jumping around and showing off. Yeah. And occasionally hit a right note, but it's
3: <laughs> you sell yourself too short. <laughs> yeah, my idea was like my original idea for that song was, you know, you got one fucked up person over here and another one fucked up over here, and they're not that bad. Separated, but you put them together, and then you know that's the monster. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, you, you see these serial killer couples. You, mm. you know, they're like, you know, they were might be shoplifting or something when they were separate. When they got together, and they were like yeah. killed like ten people. Well, look Russia. at
1: the the couple in Russia. They just picked up They yeah. were eating like thirty people. And what? Yeah, yeah. They, they had a, a picture of that. their head on a platter with a bunch of fruit around it and an orange in their mouth. And they Are had you serious? Eyes. Smeared out. I have yeah. heard of this. Song. Oh, it's on the news. It's wow. insane. So, sorry, when you said when you said that, I'm, I immediately thought... Of That'll that be the
2: inside sleeve album. of our next album. Yeah. That's not a But it's, anyways... It's the same way like Karma. I, came, I heard that and came in with that idea, yeah. which I'm big on that. We've seen that happen too many times, you know, good and bad. Yeah. So... And plus, being the first song that we wrote, it's like we're back. Here we go. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to uh,
3: something in your face. Yeah,
2: something, and put a point down yeah. when we come in. So, but I mean, yeah, we we are always just everybody is involved. Mm-hmm. But like the words, I, they kind of let me yeah play with that. Cool, cool, and I still don't remember. Them. <laughs> 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 <No comment. laughs> that's where you see me making faces at it? Yeah. what was that
0: we mentioned Ryan had riffs and you said you had ideas and stuff do you guys any of this stuff come from you guys getting in a room and just jamming or is it all stuff you brought in and just well, actually, from there
3: yeah we, Kevin was sick or something and couldn't make it to practice and I was like I had a few riffs and uh I was like, Ryan, let's just go up there and just jam, you know. He had a riff. We put them both together. and It really fit real well, you know. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And that's how we come up with uh, We Are The Strange. I had the, the the lyric riff, you know, the kind of heavy one. And he came up with that, that part. And uh, it's like, hey, Kevin, when he came back, you know, mm-hmm. like a few days later like check this out see what you think and we just kind of came you know went from there it's kind of a uh, cool deal with that That, that's a little
2: out of our wheelhouse too Mm -hmm. with the uh, vocals on the chorus and stuff uh, which that was a happy accident too (laughs) we we did not plan
1: that we went in the (laughs) studio but those are the things you gotta keep when we're recording stuff yeah yeah.
2: Tom and myself were doing the backgrounds and we were just happened to hit a harmony. It's like, oh, that's cool. Can you do it again? Uh, I don't
1: know.
2: We'll try it. We'll try it. I don't know what I did there. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, this might be kind of a corny question, but I know, you know, over the past 10 years or so, I feel like melodic rock and metal has kind of, it's more accepted now than, you know, when it, Went away in the late '90s and was kind of looked down upon by douchebags or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> so, like, yeah.
0: how do you know how 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 do we get more people like younger kids or something
2: into this kind of stuff? Is that even possible? Well, what I find funny is everybody downs the '80s stuff, but that's one of the most popular realms of music. I mean, look at Rock, Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the first year, oh my god, that was amazing. Yeah, people well, come from all these different countries and yeah. stuff. Yeah. It, it, and they still
3: do. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean we've got a we've got a complete '80s radio station in Tulsa now. I mean,
2: I listen to it actually. <laughs> I do, <laughs> but yeah, and, and the same way on on when I'm uh, doing other things, I'll put my phone on and I put on '80s music. Mm. It uh, holds the test of time. I think people yeah. think it's cheesy. But, I mean, okay, Janie Lane wrote Cherry Pie and he hated that song. And that was a record company deal. But listen to some of the songs. I mean, yeah. Uncle Tom's Cabin and some of his ballads are phenomenal. Yeah. Dog Eat Dog album is... a master. Oh, my- it. Exactly. It's the Mast- one of my favorite records of all time. Yeah. It's,
1: I- I've said this, you know, about Warrant before, but it really holds true with all that is you know, yeah, I listen to a ton of stuff, but just because I do doesn't mean I'm going to, you know, I, I wasn't going to, you know, shun that and make fun of the very genre that got me into music to begin with. Yeah. That really kind of saved me. And I went through, you know, and I'm a little younger too, and I taught a lot of shit, and I never gave a fuck about it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so <laughs> See, what you're saying, you know? The, uh, exactly. A, a,
2: that's what we even... In the later days of Doxy, the last days, we were still, you know, doing the melodic rock yeah. and all that, and they're yeah. we like, really are you doing?" it's like Slayer, yeah, and it's like, you know what? That's great, but that's not who we are. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that we kind of walked away and we went our separate ways. Was that the, the whole realm of music was changing with Nirvana and everything? And you know what? I can't be fake. I'd rather walk away and play my type of music than try to fake it. Mm. Because people A lot of bands did. Yeah, exactly. And you can see through that. Mm. You can see when somebody's faking
3: it. You see all the clones, even signed bands that were clones of, you know, like clones of Nirvana, Mm -hmm. Soundgarden. Yeah. Well, it's
1: crazy to go to like Metal Sludge and look at the, all the alternative bands and they go find their pictures from when they were in 80s bands with the big hair and stuff. Guns N' <laughs> Roses? Yeah. <I> <laughs> well, the guy from Weezer used to have the biggest uh-huh. freaking hair, you know?
0: <laughs> Wasn't the guy from like Pig Face and like Faster Piscay or something? Yeah, well, yeah. Or who but was he? Didn't, he? didn't Didn't Tame Me Down have both of those going? Or maybe I'm thinking something. Right? There was some industrial band that was a guy that well, rough cut became orgy. That's what I was thinking. Oh, rough yeah. cut, yeah, man, Paul
3: Shortino. Yeah, yeah. the Yeah, I love rough cut. Now he's with Black Yeah, he's with that <laughs> one in Vegas, isn't he?
1: Oh, the the, uh, rock. Heavy, the rock and roll. Yeah, time machine. Or yeah, vault the rock vault or whatever. The rock yeah. vault. That's yeah. it. Yeah, he
2: sings for yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, right. That, but that's we caught a lot of crap with that too, like said. But and I think that happened to everybody. When they went down, you know Hollywood Boulevard, and signed every band because you know Quiet Riot's album went number one, first metal album to do that, so they signed everybody. Well Yeah, you're gonna get some. cheese, cheese. you're gonna start yeah. getting, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, you got yeah, you get some clunks. But there again, when the night they did the same thing, mm-hmm. but MTV turned its back on the 80s stuff, which made them what they were. Yeah. You know, and like I said, it still holds up, man. People want to hear that music. That's right. If if Rocklahoma comes around and everybody goes apeshit crazy, something's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, there's people from like Australia and Japan and stuff that first one.
3: (laughs) It's unreal.
0: Yeah. What about stepping outside that? Is there other stuff you guys listen to nowadays? Oh, yeah. Outside of the realm of
3: not I'm a huge crime. Death Tones fan, yes. and yeah. I still love Static X. Yeah, that's kind of I don't know when I'm kind of pissed off I want to listen to that stuff, uh, release some stress. Yeah. But you,
2: uh, I'm a big Black Label Society fan. Uh, I like Saliva a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, uh, I was a big Hinder fan actually. Now that's kind of eighties. But it had a little twist. Yeah, yeah, it did. But I did like the attitude that they had about everything, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was like, you, we don't care. Yeah. And that's, I mean, he's still got that attitude as why well. yeah. He's not working, but. Uh. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, that second album sounded like if Motley Crue decided to become a modern rock band. Yeah. You know, it, just, it had both things mixed together, you
2: know? But I liked the deft tones and. Uh, Static X, I saw them when they first came out. With, uh, saw them with Megadeth and uh, Brady. Brady, that I was, was at That movie. Movie. I was a yeah. great show. That was man. a
1: good show. That was, except when Megadeth played played Breadline, everybody was like, "What the hell?" And everyone was silent. So they just went right into She Wolf, and everybody went crazy again. <laughs> we'll know that song? <laughs> yeah. Well, what was funny
2: was the night before, Alice Cooper was there. Oh yeah. So I went to that show. <laughs> and then the next night it was Megadeth and Static X and it was totally different mm-hmm. attitude I mean Cooper just walked in no big deal hey everybody sit down Megadeth and Static X you got you know Scan, scan <laughs> yep, and you got exactly. you know all the front rows were out from G <laughs> forward from yeah. mosh pit and you could just tell the Employees had a whole different attitude. They were ready to rip your head off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Oh, man. But th- I thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah. Because there's there another team. guy that, I see I'm a big Cooper fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big uh, How can you not be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's phenomenal.
0: What do you think about this with the original band getting back together? That was cool. I mean, well, cool. I just guess they just did a couple shows. But Yeah, and they.
2: I think they're on the new album. There's a couple right. of songs on the new album. But uh his band now though, I mean Need the Straws. Yeah. She's nuts. She's man. phenomenal. Yeah. Ryan Roxy is a badass too. Yeah. So and but yeah, I there's another guy. I mean, he doesn't care. He does what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And his stuff will hold up yeah. to work on. Yeah. People true. will still be listening to it. Well listen to this new music I found. You know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I seconded. Saw him at the IDL when he was on the trunk show. I know uh, I Bimbley. didn't go to that. I should have. work. Well,
2: they said they said the whole band was down there hanging out. That's awesome. <laughs> yep, and I missed it. I did too. <laughs> Well, funny enough, I met him at at Woodland Hills Mall in 99. Really? He was eating at Taco Bell with his wife. (laughs) Two kids.
3: And nobody knew who he was. Kevin's got great stories. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I walked in and my wife goes, where's out Cooper? I'm like, yeah, don't do that (laughs) that to me. (laughs) (laughs) Because he was going to play the next night. Yeah. And she goes, no, I can recognize that profile anywhere. So I walked over and I'm like,
0: oh my God, it is.
2: (laughs) So I stood by another restaurant about to pee my pants, just wait for him to finish eating because yeah. I not bothering. And uh, I went over there, and he was a nice guy. Introduced really? me to his wife, and his kids, and you know, he, he I asked for an autograph, and he said, "Well, we kind of look alike." Hey, mom says you never call. I was like, "Well, I'm busy. I'm out on the road," you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And so he was really cool, that's and awesome. but nobody knew who he was. Really, mm-hmm. wow, that's but crazy. Uh, you know, I tell that story because people like that don't ever change. Mm -hmm. I mean, he has a reason to be an asshole. Yeah. Because he's old and he's seen probably everything once or twice.
1: Well, uh, and I think that that's a reason that he is still doing what he's doing and is as successful is because of that kind of demeanor. Our buddy Trevor went to that and Eddie Trunk sat on a show for like a week ahead of time. He's not doing autographs. He's not doing any of that. Well, he... Trevor said he got down there and shook hands with everybody and took pictures and everything. Went, that's because he's Alice Cooper mm-hmm. and he's not an asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For sure.
2: And, well, I, you know, I try to live by that philosophy. I mean, by no means we're that big or any have that kind of attitude. <laughs> but, say, uh, some kid that's 14 years old happens to see us play somewhere. Mm-hmm. You have to remember back when you were 14. Yeah. And you don't know that I'm not huge. That 14 year old kid doesn't know that I'm not some big band. Mm. And if I go over and treat him like shit, he's going to remember that the rest of his life. Yeah. But if I treat him nice, he's going to remember that the rest of his life too. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, every, you don't know who you're talking to. Say, I ran into you in the barn with just an asshole. And I go, hey, I want to be on your show. And kiss my ass. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but you should always be appreciative of the people that actually come to see you play. Definitely, I done that a long time ago. Oh yeah. oh yeah.
0: Have you ever had any yeah. unpleasant experiences? Mm-hmm. You want to tell any years? <laughs> <Unless you laughs> <know. laughs>
3: Not really. I mean, I uh, understand what you know. If we're playing a club or something. It, or even a show, everybody's there to have a good time, and mm-hmm. sometimes you come across a drunk person, you know. It's not us. I, it's not <laughs> us.
2: Yeah,
3: you know, I just kind of let it slide. If <laughs> they, they get aggressive or whatever, you know. But usually, everybody's pretty cool at our shows. Isn't yeah. It?
2: Yeah. I have met one band. I was crushed but that was I met him in an environment with nobody else around gotcha and the band starts with a K and ends with an S <laughs> so uh, <laughs> and I was devastated I was devastated yeah and cause I was a I used to get my ass kicked in school for being a kid's fan yeah That's, I'm old so I was around when they first came out and nobody knew who they were. And you know, you're wearing that makeup around town and you know all that, because every kid did that, that's mm-hmm. a kids fan, you put the makeup on, the Gene Simmons makeup and all that and ran around town and you know, acting stupid, well, you used to pay for that when you did that. <laughs> <laughs> Back in those days. But you know, that's that's the only really one that I've had a, a bad experience with. Like Ronnie James Dio made him nice, guy nicest yeah, guy I always heard mean. he was awesome but... um, Alex Golnick was a nice guy uh, awesome. Chuck Billy was a very nice guy yeah um, Slaughter when we out, oh those guys were
3: cool as you could could be yeah, yeah. telling the yeah. story when they were uh, warming up Mark Slaughter who was eating a peanut butter oh Santa. yeah <laughs>
2: He's out there eating the sound check? Yeah, he's out there eating the sound check and everybody's the sound guy just going Ape shit crazy. What's going on? He's just, what? And he's like <laughs> trying to sing. He had peanut butter sandwich <laughs> in his mouth. And he was tr- hitting those trying to hit those notes. <laughs> and the sound guy's just like the hell, he thought his speakers were all messed up. That's awesome. But the guy did that on purpose. Yes, Mark said, I just want to go out there and mess with the kids. But he, he was really cool. He, they were really nice guys because we were, that was one of our first really big shows, 10,000-seater. And uh, they said, just remember that they're here for you. Yeah. And, you know, just remember that they're here to see you. So just have fun. It's like why you know that's why I just have fun because back then I didn't have fun I was on a hell bent rage to make it big mm-hmm. now we're having fun
3: yeah 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 we're having a blast
2: we're having a really
3: blast. I mean this
2: band is probably the best band overall musician wise mm-hmm. but we have more fun <laughs> yeah we have like I said the studio <laughs> it was hilarious I mean, we had a great time Hank said he didn't want to see us leave. <laughs> That's so to we're designed. out of money dude <laughs> <laughs> we got yeah you. if you want to give us free time we'll yeah do that. <laughs> but I mean we yeah. had a
1: great time well the fun is fun is probably the most important thing in this kind of thing
2: yeah
0: I mean it's gotta be
2: took a long time to learn that but yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well what's the plan once you guys get this album out are you gonna after CD release show you plan to just hit it hard with more shows or how are you gonna
2: Promote this thing? We'd like to. I would like to get um, some opening gigs here in town and um, get on the radio, you know, and try to get in rotation. Um, I think those music holds up. I mean, I'm a little biased, but I think music holds up. Um, Maybe with the iTunes thing, you know, we can get a broader spectrum of fans. I -hmm. mean, we. Back in the day, we used to have fans from Russia and China. I mean, I have letters and stuff. That was what was funny to me, that we had all that fan base, but we couldn't get out and get a break. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was odd, because we even went to L.A. uh, for a convention out there and said, what do we got to do? And they couldn't tell us.
3: But that was like, during the shift from yeah. to grunge you know yeah. so it was kind of a weird yeah. time we talked to Michael Wagner out there wow. and, yeah
2: and a uh, chick from Rip Magazine you know and uh, Warren we went out there what was funny when I took the band out there I said we're gonna see some bands like Tad was hitting it big and clutch and, yeah and it was that around that genre right and I think KISS was playing, Steve Vai played out there. Except. And that was the thing. We went out and saw all these new bands, but when Except hit the stage, that place went, ape hey, shit. Yes. Yeah. And I looked at my band and said, see, it's still here, man. <laughs> the stuff's still here. Yeah.
3: It's like the new bands they were showcasing that year was yeah. like the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones and <laughs> Candlebox. Uh, da let the boys be boys, whatever that what that rap song is. I don't know.
1: Yeah, Biohazard Nonix, <laughs> something. slam, yeah, slam, yeah.
3: Slam. yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah they had uh,
2: uh, <laughs> other band. There was a bunch of the newer bands,
3: but yeah, we were right
2: next door to the guys from Tad, hmm. and we were hanging out with Mighty Mighty Boss Tones and. It was really a cool deal. I mean, the convention was the Concrete Foundations thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was just a big Screams Fest. You go in the hotel and there's 18 bars. Well, we know what everybody's going to be doing. I'm kidding. But, I mean, we met a lot of cool people. I mean, um, Nickel McBrain was there. and uh, Rob Halford met Halford. Um, Oh, God, there was a bunch of other ones guy from your John uh, guitar player uh Norm yeah yeah him and Nico were sitting behind us eating <laughs> another time you don't want to bother anybody but yeah. yeah we didn't care <laughs> but yeah our plan is just to get out and just hit it hard and mm-hmm. you know, hopefully the fans will respond yeah um you know that it's, um
3: we haven't lost
2: the fire I mean, it's it's bigger now mm-hmm. and we're going to continue writing and um, probably re- we've already written a couple of new songs so we're going to just get out there and hit it and hopefully we'll get some shows and that's the other thing that has changed is people sell tickets now where I didn't have to do that before. yeah that was, that's a new thing that I'm not used to before. yeah because we didn't have to do that back then we just you know and you don't get paid as much mm-hmm. but if any now. Wow. But if you're in for the money, you better give it up.
3: Don't, even
2: <laughs> don't pick up
3: a guitar because you're going to be real disappointed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. Because there's no unless, money in it. Unless you want to play casinos all the time. Well, I there you play. go, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> and you're back to the cover song. So.
3: Yeah. Wear a wig. Yeah.
2: Well, I don't do that? <laughs> well, I, I, I would like to get... Um, on the Streets going Wild thing if they have it again. and uh, So, get, back in the day, we used to play the Canes a lot. Yeah. And, uh, there was a couple clubs in Oklahoma City that David Fitzgerald, DCF, is over. And he used to book us a lot. Yeah. And I got to get back in with him. I, I just haven't got the connections I used to have. Mm-hmm. David's a nice guy, too. Yeah. Because he got us, a, we did the Kings X thing and the Four Horsemen and, Bullet Boys. Bullet Boys, yeah. Babylon AD, and they're back together, I heard. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They yeah. just got an
0: album. It's coming out or just came out?
2: I haven't heard of it. <laughs> That's
3: crazy. Yeah. I
0: like that band. Bad. <laughs> Speaking of nice people, like, have you ever, well, you, I don't know how it was back then. I heard stories that were bad about Mark Torian, but we talked to him for this podcast last year, and he's like literally one of the nicest people I ever sat down with in my life. And never got to talk to him. And I mean obviously that changes over the course of 20-some years and mm-hmm. he even said that, you know, I wasn't easy to get along with, but now he's like and, making up for it, I guess.
1: And I was never a big Bullet Boys fan or anything. And that ended up being one of my favorite ones we've ever done. I mean I mean that's cool. The nicest of the nice. It was really? it was crazy, yeah.
3: Yeah, we didn't really <clears throat> We didn't even see him during the <laughs> sound check. I think we seen the bass player and the drummer. It's funny that you, you think you that get to go it. and talk
2: with all these guys and you don't really understand Yeah, that. <laughs>
3: It's pretty rare. Yeah. Well, we did. I mean, we played for, uh, opened up for King's X. He actually came down and the singer, uh, Doug Finnick, mm-hmm. came down and sat at our table, you know, and, you know, after he got our stuff set up. Yeah. And hung out, talked to us. That's cool. Yeah, well, he was really cool. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> really nice guy
2: yeah he even um, called our drummer every now and then really I can. that's cool
0: he's a that guy's a freak of nature like right. still to this day he's like what 68 or something and yeah. he sounds like yeah. better than 20 year olds yeah. you know yeah he
3: sounds
1: good <laughs> looks good it's crazy I
3: know it I love his bass tone yeah it's just amazing great player
2: yeah yeah definitely <laughs> But, I mean, Tulsa has such a wealth of bands anyway, they don't ever really have anything to showcase. Mm-hmm. You know, every now and then you'll get a bunch of bands playing, but they don't really sit down and say, okay, we're going to do a whole showcase of Tulsa bands, like a festival type thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could play Mayfest, but I mean, I don't know how much of that's our audience.
3: Yeah. yeah we might maybe you know, 10% yeah you know.
2: <laughs> but stuff like that I mean there's not any really you have the streets going wall thing which is awesome that that when Doug and Tom did that that was phenomenal mm-hmm. uh, there again though the people have to support it and that's there in line some of the problem too mm-hmm. because of, I mean it's a pretty big chunk of change you know and it's not like back, you know, when I first saw Kiss, it was four bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw, That's four man, bucks for water. I saw, <laughs> <laughs> especially at their yeah. Patriots game, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about that? Uh-uh. They were selling tap water for a glass for five bucks.
3: The game last
2: Sunday because they ran out of water. Oh my God! Yeah, tap water. Tap water. There for- we go. To this out uh, toilet. Yeah, thing. here you go. Man. Yeah, five, five bucks. bucks. But yeah, I saw uh, Man Halen, nine bucks. You know, now yeah. it's $300. Yeah. Oh, God, I ain't got enough blood to give to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's hard for me to drop that kind of money. So I would, would like to somehow see um, more uh, all-ages shows. Yeah. Because we the clubs we play, we can't get a lot of them. All age of stuff, but see, and there again, that's it. hopefully our target. Our target all of, audience is around fifteen up. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're kind of into that. Hang around that many fifteen year olds, but I, yeah, I mean, is the 80s stuff is still big? I think just talking to everybody, like you said, the kids like hey. And vinyl, you know, vinyl's out selling CDs now, yeah. and it's all the old stuff, it's not the new stuff. Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. And that's
2: that's <laughs> nice. To I never
3: hear. thought I'd hear that
1: again. <laughs> that's <laughs> but nice. It's happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but we're just going to keep plugging, and as long as uh, people will come out and see us plug, yeah,
1: definitely. Even, even if they don't. We'll still, be <laughs> yeah, we'll still be playing. We'll
2: yeah. still be fun, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll just uh, paste a bunch of pictures on the wall like, like it's an audience, right? Some mannequins. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go.
0: Instead of having, like they're doing now with holograms on stage, you need to have a hologram audience. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah.
1: That'd be awesome. That'd be freaky. it would be cheap, right? right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> They'll all have the same expression on their face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, we appreciate your time, guys. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. That,
3: yeah. thanks, thanks for asking us
2: out. Yeah, thanks, appreciate it. It's good stories. Stories. Yeah, definitely. Cool. <laughs> well, we could sit here and tell you more, but we we'll probably get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: tell me about the Canes fee way bill. Oh, that's another
2: mm-hmm. guy. That was I used to work for the Canes every now and then, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the tubes came through. <laughs> yeah, back in the eighties. um I think Riot played the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were uh, Swords of Tequila. Ooh, yeah. I mean, play, that was their sound check, and they were just mm-hmm. ripping it. They'd play it like eight times, like, don't stop. But no. Uh, <laughs> um, the tubes came in, and of course, I helped set them up. then B. Bill was pissed. I mean, he thought this, you know, they had like eight semis full of stuff because they had this big, gigantic. 20-foot tubes and, you know, because that's when they were, the backward completion principle yeah. was big, right? Mm-hmm. And he walked in the canes went, playing as hell. Old. But they did it. <laughs> wow. But he was pretty mad. <laughs> yeah.
0: but they, And that
2: was a good show, but he was pissed. I get to go try on the Quaalude shoes. So I went backstage and <laughs> put on the Quaalude shoes. He didn't
1: know that. Well, they they gotta know what size the venue is they're coming to, don't You'd they? Think? I mean,
2: I, I would. I don't know. You think, but I mean, he was mad. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. He didn't even. Uh, usually they uh, bought barbecue for everybody, you know, and he didn't even sit and eat with us. He just really. <laughs> it's the best. He was mad. <laughs> Nice. Well, well, I mean, there's a lot of history. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely.
3: All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah Appreciate it. It was thanks awesome. For, Appreciate for, it. Thanks for your invite.
0: There you go. Kevin and Tom from Doxy. Very cool to have them on here. Thank you to both of them for taking the time out of their evening to talk to us. We've seen them a couple times now since they've made their return. We saw them open for. Tracy Guns at the Shrine. Yes, we did. And then saw so them open for, for Winger. Yeah, they yeah. opened for Winger as well at the yep. Ideal Ballroom. Yep. So if you're in Oklahoma area, get out here, check these guys out. They've been around for a long time, but just made their comeback here in the last couple years. Very glad to see them back. Definitely. So yeah, Doxy. Look them up on Facebook. Follow them. While you're doing that, look us up. Follow us. Like it. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. All that. All that great stuff is at the Thunder Underground. SoundCloud.com backslash Thunder Dash Underground. One hundred and forty two previous episodes on there. If you like stuff like Doxy, we've had on guys from Warrant, Europe, Great White, Lillian Axe, Bullet Boys, Trickster, Firehouse. Then we've had on heavier stuff like Death Angel, Overkill battle cross stonery groovy stuff like king the sword truck fighters, truck fighters. and uh, we can't take over here we can't forget i always forget to say wino yeah that? we
1: have I always we've, we've had wino from spirit caravan and the obsessed um you know we've had uh <clears throat> i had a whole i had it just flashed for me and i forgot it already Gene Simmons from Kiss. Gene Simmons and Bruce Kulick from Kiss, separate of course.
2: I need some kid who hasn't wiped his first cum stain off his leg to tell me what I need in my life. Yeah,
1: you know we've had Sons of Texas a couple times, which you know their new album's out and it's amazing. We we've talked about that. Drowning Pool, um, you know Superjoint Down. We've had those guys on Child Bite. Yeah. Um, you know we, we've kind of got we've gone a little left to center and. Had Ian Moore on, uh, Shooter Jennings. Um, you know, we, we go all over the place. Um, the Normandies, you know, we've had Lenny Lashley from the Street Dogs. Um, so, yeah, I mean, w- whatever you're digging, we're probably going to cover it eventually. Yeah. You know, so there I you know go. I know
0: you people like Seven Dust, Encouraging and Conformity, mm, and Saving right. able. Yeah, there Saving
1: able, seven I mean, come on. Uh, so, Chris Green, who is in, like, everything... Taiketo, uh, delcoma I mean he Who kicks has ass. also been on here yes, who's been on, they've been on here too so I mean just uh just sink your teeth into this stuff and find something you like
0: yeah every Monday night we stream at 7 p.m central 1027 wsnr.com you can also download that app and listen to the radio that radio station anytime 24/7 rock and roll and shows and podcasts like us. 7 p.m. Central, Monday nights, and then, of course, like we said, you can stream everything else anytime you want on YouTube or soundcloud.com backslash thunder-underground. Once again, thanks to Doxy. Look him up, follow him on Facebook, follow Jackal, Yeah, and, and, and blast and... some... Into the Great Wide Open.
1: That's right. I, I already I've already I've already cranked like six Tom Petty songs before you got here earlier.
0: That's the first time you've listened to him in years, wasn't it? It, it has. I, I was just,
1: I, I admit I was just being that guy, sorry. And and I and you can give me shit for it, I probably deserve it. But I did. But you know, when Chris Cornell died, I waited like I just listened to some Soundgarden the other day for the first time. So I waited. But Tom Petty, that was, you know, <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to shut up now.
0: Now, I waited quite... I didn't listen to any Chris Cornell stuff for a while just because it was one of those ones that just made me sick Mm -hmm. to my stomach. Yeah. But Tom Petty, you know, I probably will soon enough. But it was funny. Just the other day, I was playing Learning to Fly when I was driving somewhere. Yeah. And I told Tracy... Sorry, I play this song too much because I was playing, like, playing it like every other day. Yeah. Just but it's for so some reason, good. that song, you know, just is in my head. The, and she's like, I, I don't care. It's fucking amazing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, you know, another song you had that was great was You Wrecked Me. God, yeah. I could listen to that song 80 times over. Yeah. You know, it never gets old.
0: And the soundtrack from She's the One with your girl, yes. Jennifer Aniston. Oh,
1: man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. What what do you say about that? <laughs> I forgot he did that whole thing. That's awesome. Yeah? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's fucked, you know? It's it's sad day.
0: And last year, whenever I saw Stevie Nicks live, she played Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Oh, look at that. So that was cool, too. There you go.
1: Rest in peace.
0: All right, until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.